Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. So let's talk about how you can change your attachment style, okay? If you haven't listened to, you know, the entire attachment series, I highly recommend doing so because, you know, there are some foundational episodes that build on each other and complement each other quite nicely uh, that I think would be helpful for you to hear before this episode, okay? However, this episode is going to be great regardless. So attachment obviously being, you know, how we attach to people, which is formed in our early childhood uh, in our relationships to primary primary caregivers, okay? Now, you know, about 50% of the population is securely attached, with about 20% of the population being anxiously attached and 25% being avoidant. Now, those numbers um, may change. You can do your own research to find out, uh, but what I saw said about that, right? So if someone is securely attached and it's quite easy for them to love, it's easier for them to handle conflict and things like that, we might say, well, you know, I want to have that type of attachment style or I want to be more secure, which there's nothing wrong with. Uh, It doesn't mean that you are condemned if you have an avoidant or an anxious attachment style. All it means is that you have opportunities, okay, to work through and heal some of the things that you've gone through, you know, throughout the course of your lifetime. So let's just jump right into the the ways that you can change your attachment style or evolve within your attachment style. First thing would be healing your shame and raise your self-esteem. Oftentimes, right, like secure and insecure attachment styles, right? So it has to do with your self-esteem. It has to do with your self-worth and how you view yourself and how people value you. Now, you want to do this work as consciously as you possibly can. You want to be practicing self-awareness and self-observation, but you may need support in doing this. So that's why a therapist is great, a coach, a mentor, peer support, feedback from trusted family and friends, not just anybody, trusted people that you can have these conversations with. There are obviously so many books out there. There's so many resources available, but it can be really challenging to do it all by yourself because it's it's quite deep. It's connected to sometimes trauma and, and difficult life circumstances. So it would make sense if you needed support and there's no shame in that, right? So we want to heal any shame and raise our self-esteem. You want to learn to be assertive, okay? There's a difference between being aggressive, passive, and assertive. Assertive is ideal because you can make clear what you want. You can ask for the things that you want and need in a way that invites someone to respond genuinely without their defenses up, if that makes sense. Because how we initiate conversations and ask for our needs to be met invites the other person to do a dance with us, to respond in a certain way. So do this experiment or think back on times where you had a, you know, maybe things turned into a fight. How did that person start the conversation? How did you start the conversation? Were there was there cues that might have been threatening for you or the other person that made defenses automatically go up and change the nature of how that conversation could have gone, okay? So you want to be learning to be assertive, not aggressive, not passive aggressive, not, uh, yeah, you just want to be assertive. It's good for you. And it will make it easier for people to meet your needs at the end of the day. Now, you want to learn to identify 
honor, and assertively express your emotional needs, right? We just talked about that a little bit. Because if you don't honor your own needs and you don't even know how to identify what they are, if someone were to ask you what you want and you can't even say, then that's going to lead to confusion. Confusion leads to distrust. Distrust creates chaos. So what you want to be able to do is learn to identify for yourself and then translate into the language that someone will understand. Okay. If you're anxious, you might have to translate it to someone who is avoidant. Okay. If you're avoidant, you might have to translate that language into someone who is anxious to be able to hear what you're saying and do so without defenses being up. Okay. Now, Doing all of this work means that you're going to have to put yourself on the line. You have to be willing to take the risk of being genuine and direct. There's no games being played in this. This is not about manipulation tactics. I think oftentimes we think we have to, you know, sugarcoat things or wrap things up in a specific way um, to to get what we want out of a situation where all we need to do is be genuine. All we need to do is take the risk of being vulnerable and just saying what we want and need from our heart and be surprised by how people can show up for us or be able to identify that, okay, this person is not someone who's able to do this thing for me. So you want to take the risk, which I know is scary, but you can do it. You want to practice self-acceptance. There's something called radical self-acceptance. If you haven't Googled it and looked that up, that might be something to look into. If you can accept yourself, it's much easier for other people to accept you when you accept you. Now, if you don't accept you, guess what? By default, a lot of other people probably won't either. Unless they are you know, people that see your potential, they see your heart, they see the goodness of your character, but it doesn't matter if someone else sees good in you if you don't see it. So you want to learn how to practice self-acceptance. Support in these areas can be really helpful because it can be really challenging to do alone. Now, the last one is that you want to stop reacting and learn to resolve conflict and compromise from a we perspective. So you want to stop just reacting and saying, oh, well, if I go off, that's just how I am. Like, that's just a knee-jerk reaction or whatever the case may be. No, you are probably an adult that's listening to this, right? You have agency. You have opportunities to make choices in the moment that support resolution, compromise, consistency, trust, reliability, and that can be communicated to whoever it is that you are in relation with. This can be something that's helpful for you at work, in your family, romantic relationships with friends, and your relationship with yourself. So those are the key tips that I have on how to evolve within your attachment style, how to change your attachment style to better serve you. Now, again, any attachment style is not a condemnation that you are screwed, okay? It just points you in the direction of what you can do to have an easier time in your relationships. Practice compassion and patience with yourself in this process because it is 
oftentimes challenging work. I hope this helps you in understanding yourself a little bit more so that we can all collaboratively and collectively heal and grow together. I appreciate you so much for listening to the podcast. It never, never, never fails to make me smile and warm up my heart to know that this is helpful for you to be able to consume this info. So definitely reach out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what questions you might have. And I'll talk to you next time, Gems. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.